If there are two things that are for certain in my life right now, it is that one, I'm really trying to prioritize the food that I put in my body because I know what I feed myself. I end up feeding baby Poppy. And two, I do not have a lot of time. And even if I have aspirations of having these great balanced meals, sometimes I just do not have enough time to follow through on that, which is why I'm so happy that I have discovered Factor. And Factor makes these delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're fresh, they're never frozen, they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So they are perfect for me on those really busy mom days when both kids are going crazy, and they're perfect for my husband when he has long shifts at the hospital. He doesn't really get a meal break, so he can just pop one in the microwave, and it's ready in just two minutes. And I love that they are no fuss, no mess meals, and they're good. They're really good. Plus, you can customize your weekly meals with flexibility so you can get as much or as little as you need. We need different amounts on different weeks, and so this is perfect for us. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunches, snacks, beverage. So it really is just perfect for us. So head to factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to use code inminutes50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code inminutes50 at factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this very extra special episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. I'm really excited for today's episode because it is Mindful Minutes' sixth birthday, which is like bonkers. I feel like maybe in like human years, that's still a child, but like in podcasting years, like that is middle age to maybe like senior citizen in the podcasting world. And I just can't believe that six years ago today that I had released the first episode of Mindful in Minutes. And like, here we are now still hanging out. We're still in a closet. The closet maybe has gotten a little bit fancier. The microphone's gotten a little bit better. But we're still just doing our thing. And it makes me so happy. And I'm just incredibly grateful that you're here, whether this is the first episode you're listening to or we've been hanging out all the way back since 2017. I'm just so happy that you're here. And for the last few years around like the birthday, the birthday party, if you will, we've done all sorts of different things for the birthday. This year, I'll say we're taking the birthday. It's like a little bit low key, you know, I'm still just transitioning out of maternity leave. You know, we're just, it's it's a little bit more of a laid back birthday this year, which is okay. Those are great and beautiful too. But what I've been doing the last few years that I've really come to love is right around birthday time or birthday day is just doing an episode on like reflections, things that I've learned in the past year. Um, last year, I added then a few things that I'm looking forward to or like dreaming of. And I really loved that. And so I'm going to um, do that this time as well. And just kind of looking at like the year as a whole. So really no meditation or mindfulness content here. This is just us like hanging out. I have a little beverage here, not an adult beverage. I've actually recently gotten really into back into like coconut water for like hydration and potassium 
purposes for like birth and postpartum. But I, so anyways, that's what I'm drinking. It's <laughs> a little coconut water and then adding like a little citrus to it. I don't know. I've gotten really into it. I don't know if it'll stick or not when like, who knows if it'll stick around. But right now that's like my drink of choice. But we're just kind of like hanging out and chatting and talking about life and like what's been going on in the last year and all of that. And I just really look forward to doing this at least once a year with all of you because Anytime it's a new year for the podcast, it's not only so like amazing and humbling, but it also is really a time where I kind of reflect and like look back. I do this every calendar year too, but a big milestone for me is always like the podcast birthday year too. Because I think out of all of the projects I've done, all of the endeavors, the different avenues that Yoga For You has taken, like this podcast has been one of the most consistent Like, I've been doing it and doing it the same for so long with some changes, of course. But it also has brought some of the biggest changes in my life. Like, I think it's one of the things that's changed my life the most. Um, And so it's always kind of cool to, like, look back at, like, another year of being able to do this thing that I love and connect with all of you. So while we're hanging out with my beverage, my hydration beverage, and you know maybe you are drinking something fun too or going for a walk, wherever we're hanging out, what I thought we could do today is I actually wanted to start with the things that I ended last year's episode with and kind of like, not necessarily grade myself on it, but just like revisit what I was hoping to do or welcome in this year and just kind of like check in and be like, I did this or I didn't do this or what that looked like. And then I wanted to share six lessons since it's been six years or six lessons slash things that have really been on my mind this year, just in my personal life and then ending with the things that I'm welcoming in or dreaming of for this upcoming year. I think this episode is one of the ones that it takes me the longest to kind of like write notes on it because there's so much like reflection that goes into it of just like just sitting and thinking it's not even like it takes a long time to like write per se but there's just so much like sitting and thinking and reflecting and and I really enjoy this episode every year because I feel like it's such a good thing to look at, you know, different avenues of your life or look at different projects or different things that you're doing, different ways that you're showing up every so often and just being like, what am I learning from this? Or like, how are things changing or what's challenging, what's not challenging? I just think it's such a useful exercise in general. So thank you guys for giving me an excuse to do this exercise (laughs) once a year. So let's start with how I ended last year's episode, which was five things that I was dreaming of for the upcoming year. So those things were um, releasing more control, more time with my gal pals, um, growing my family, growth in the Mindful Minutes community. And then I put five more years of doing this podcast. Of course, that one's like TBD, but we did do one more year. So getting closer to that one. So that one we probably won't even like revisit because I won't be able to do that until we're doing Mindful Minutes 10th birthday. But in terms of releasing more control, and this is where I did a lot of my sitting and thinking and being like, how did I do on that? (laughs) And I'm not going to give myself like a grade, but I'm definitely going to give myself like honest feedback on it. 
So I actually think in terms of releasing more control, I think I did pretty well in this one. I think I think that this was almost like a be careful what you wish for situation, but it also goes right into something like a big learning this year for me, which was how much freedom you can have when you release expectations. A lot of what was happening in the last year professionally, personally, like within my relationships, within my own self, all of that, it was just a big lesson in releasing expectations and kind of recognizing what is in your control and what is out of your control and what are you stressing about or holding on to that's just completely out of your control anyways. And I just feel like I kept getting this reminder that like expectations can set you up for disappointment and heartache and just much more struggles, you know, what's the opposite of the path of least resistance, the path with the most resistance? I feel like the path with the most resistance, I'm sure that's not a phrase or a thing people say, but I feel like that path is just like littered with expectations and it makes it so much harder because you have all these expectations getting in your way. And this happened in a few different places. Like it definitely happened in terms of like Growing my family, um, you know, when I talk about that one, I'll I'll share more about where I was at when I kind of was dreaming of that a year ago, just like my headspace and stuff. And but even like growing my family, the pregnancy, which I mean, you know, pregnancy lasts like so long, you guys. You know that. (laughs) You know that. I know that. But there was so much, I think, with my first pregnancy and like my first like birth and delivery. And I'm not going to get into the details. No one signed up for like hearing my birth story here, which is totally fine. I don't really share it anyways. But so much of that, I feel like the first time around, I had a lot of expectations. I had expectations for like how my pregnancy was going to go, how my body was going to respond, like what was going to happen during birth, what then was going to happen those few days like after birth. I had such high expectations and I really struggled throughout pregnancy the first time. And, um, you know, my birth and labor was definitely not... um, what I expected. It did not meet my expectations the first time. And I really kind of struggled. I've I've shared in, on here really openly about especially having a lot of postpartum anxiety the first few weeks. And, and something I've been doing completely differently this time is just like kind of no expectations and not in a way. Sometimes it's in a way of like, like when it comes to like birth and delivery, it's like, you know, just set the bar low and like, you know, you won't be disappointed. But it's mostly in a way that feels really freeing of like, you know what, I just, I'm just going to trust my body. It's going to do what it needs to do this time. Um, I haven't been, this is something I think if I, I think I've shared it here, maybe on Meditation Mama. Um, This is just for anyone in general. You can advocate for yourself um, when you're at like the doctor, the doctor's office. And if you find that weight or numbers on scale are triggering to you or not contributing to your mental health, you can advocate for yourself. And I'm doing it this time. It was actually my, my doctors at the end of my last pregnancy when I kind of shared just like how I was really struggling. Um, and you can say like, you can get on the scale backwards. You can say, please don't like 
say the number out loud. Please don't write it anywhere. I can see it. Like, I don't need to know what this number is. And I did that from, like, the minute, like, my very first appointment all the way through where I was just like, you know what? I just need to listen to my body. My body's going to respond the way that it responds. And I don't need to have an expectation of, like, a certain number or anything. I just – I totally just took that off the table. And it's been so freeing. And little things like that of just being like, you know what? I – I'm just going to not have expectations or put these expectations on myself for certain things in life has created a lot of freedom and a lot more um, peace within my own heart when I started to let go of of expectations for things. Even expectations like within relationships, this is something too, I think I have this in my notes later on, but I just personally have been thinking about this one a lot is that relationships are tricky, they're messy, they also take two people. And I think that a lot of heartache that can come in relationships, and I'm not even necessarily like, you know, don't go starting any rumors, guys. I'm not talking about like in my marriage or anything like that. But even like relationships with, you know, friends or family members or neighbors, like colleagues, any kind of relationship that you have, that we often put a lot of expectations on the other person to like, show up in that friendship in a certain way or in that relationship in a certain way. And they're not always going to meet our expectations. And so sometimes then we have to recognize that like maybe that relationship has taken its course or that, you know, you can kind of show up as your best in that relationship, but also then that person has to do the same for you and that sometimes they won't. And like not everyone is going to meet your expectations, and there's been something about recognizing that and just being like, you know what, like I, you know, I had these expectations for what this relationship would be like and it's not being met. And then that's brought me a lot of clarity as to like which relationships are worth, you know, continuing to put energy into and which ones maybe not so much. So there's a huge learning and expectations and releasing them. And that to me really ties into the releasing control because this did look like kind of letting go of things that were a little bit out of my control and and not letting the stress of a thing that's out of my control like really impact me. And it just it's really created just I feel like a lot more peace and freedom within my heart. And that feels good. So I think I did pretty well in the releasing control, but I think the universe kind of like gave me a little twist and was like, releasing control is good, but we're really gonna teach you about releasing expectations. <laughs> Um, more time with my friends, my, I put in here gal pals. I did this. I don't regret a second of it. I mean, especially on my retreats, I got to do this, um, meeting friends like for walks and so on. I just, something that I am so grateful for every single day. I've really been thinking about this a lot lately is like the inner circle of women that surround me. Like I count this as one of the biggest blessings in my life like I wouldn't I'm not the kind of person where like I'm like I want a ton of friends or I need like a ton of friends but I feel so blessed and so lucky with like the handful of like really incredible beautiful women like friendships that I have are so important and special and beautiful to me and I am grateful for it every, every single day. So this is something that I want to continue to do. But I feel like this year, a lot of the women around me really helped to kind of support and lift me up this year. And I want to kind of 
return that and continue to like support those women and like lift them up um and I never regretted a second of like prioritizing my time with them because it was just so great and special and like I feel like when you hang out with like a really good friend like it just like heals you in a way so that one I did um I want to continue to do I wish I would have done even more (laughs) I don't know it just like I I've really been maybe maybe I'm just like getting old or something um but I've just been finding so much value lately and like close friends and in a different way like for me friendship just looks so different like in my 30s versus my 20s and 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 it's not to say that it looks different like one was better or worse but I think that sometimes like at least for me in my 30s like life feels a little bit more real or at least some of the things that like I rely on my friends for or need lifting up from are sometimes like a little bit more serious um, than some of the things that I needed like support like I feel like my friendships in my 20s like it was you know a little bit more like fluid and like I had like you know friends and like we had a good time and all of that but like I feel like the friends that I've like stuck around and the friendships that I've really like grown and matured like in my 30s just feel like so deep and meaningful and that we're all kind of you know dealing with like just some bigger stuff than we did in our 20s so I've just been incredibly grateful for that and any of you listening you know who you are although you know what I don't think any <laughs> here and talk about how great my friends are and I'm like they don't listen to my podcast um but it's funny because <laughs> they they don't just because they'll tell me that it's really funny because they know like like they know me so well that it's just kind of like an interesting experience to then have like my voice in their ears like leading a meditation um so I don't think a lot of them like listen but they're very supportive of my work um but yeah uh the third thing I was welcoming in was growing my family and you know of course that is something that I um wanted to do and that I did do this year this one's extra special also like some context this is the last um episode that I'm recording like ahead of time Um, before I go on maternity leave. So as we speak, I am currently very, 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 like, it's basically like my due date as I'm recording this. And, and so I don't know what is going to happen. I don't know what day I'm going to give birth. I don't know what that experience is going to be like. I don't know what it's going to be like after the fact. So a little bit of context with that, because I have no idea what's about to happen. However, I am currently like, like, due date, pregnant um when I wrote this dream a year ago this one's extra special for me because at that time when I was recording this episode last year like my heart had really been yearning for like another child for another baby and I feel like you know I'd been asking the universe for a while and I just and this was a big learning and releasing expectations because it just wasn't happening um for us at that time and it you know it obviously did eventually happen but it would still be um, several months beyond that before it did happen and I was in a little bit of like a heavier place at that time when I was kind of like welcoming and manifesting and you know wanting to grow my family because anyone who's been in that situation when it's like 
you know, you're struggling with any kind of like fertility or whatever it is, it's, you know, every month you can get your hopes up and then it just can be tough. And I was in a trickier headspace at that time, but I just like now looking back like a year from now, and this is like, granted, again, I'm pregnant. I have a lot of like feelings and hormones, so I'm going (laughs) to try to not like get too emotional about it. But it's just one of those things where like for me, when I, and I hadn't looked at these things that I was like dreaming of and welcoming in, like I hadn't touched them since last year. I didn't revisit them until like today when I was doing this whole kind of reflection exercise. And it was just one of those moments where it's like, I wish I could go back in time to like give my past self like a hug for my future self just because of like the heaviness in my heart at that time and I do think that you know things happen for a reason or things happen like at their right time and so obviously you know I'm feeling really lucky and my heart is feeling like really full on the flip side like a year later as I'm you know sitting here recording a podcast on my little birthing ball being like I wonder if I'm even going to get through this recording without going into labor But I don't know. It's just one of those things that it was just like, again, releasing expectations. Um, You know, my journey with my first child has just been so different than my second. And kind of releasing expectations, even being like, okay, this, you know, maybe this isn't going to happen. Or, you know, maybe we were just meant to have one child. Or maybe it's just not going to happen in the timeline that I want. Like all of these things, right? I just, once I kind of released the expectations, which was after I had recorded this episode when I was feeling really heavy hearted, um, I just felt like a little bit more free in that. And then lo and behold, then the, you know, universe came through and, um, and surprise, I was pregnant. So anyways, that's one that just like, when I read that, it kind of was just one of those like, ugh. Like, I wish I could go back and, you know, and just tell myself, but we all have to learn these lessons in our own time. So even if we want to go back and be like, here's the lesson you're going to learn, like, here's here's the end point all wrapped up in a little bow so you don't have to go through the heartache of, you know, the learning and the growing. But like, that's the most important part. So that was one. And as you can hear, I might have to pause for a second, take a little sip of my coconut water, get my my feelings in check. <laughs> Um, but that was one and obviously, you know, check did that. Um, the fourth was growth in the mindful minutes community and the mindful minutes community grew for sure. I think when I had said that one, I, I wanted like a bigger growth, not, and I don't say that in a way of like, I'm like disappointed in any me. I'm not by any means disappointed in anything from like the growth of like this community and, Like for me, it's all about just like that these meditations and these things reach the people that need them and want them. But I what I initially when I wrote this was like I wanted like mindful in minutes to grow. But the thing that's kind of cool, which I really didn't expect, was like mindful in minutes did grow just kind of at like its normal, like regular rate. But Meditation Mama, which if you're newer here, I have a secondary podcast, which is um, fertility, prenatal and postpartum meditations. Meditation Mama really grew, and I didn't really expect that. And and I did see growth, but it was kind of in these, like, unexpected ways. And I did some different, like, experiments. Like, I started putting, like, the podcast episodes, like, on YouTube and, and then kind of, like, reviving and revamping, like, Meditation Mama. And 
it was like it did grow at, at first when I look at it and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it kind of grew at like just, you know, a regular steady rate. But then when I looked at some of the like unique places, like other places, it was like, oh, my gosh, like that really like this thing, this little happy accident happened or like there was growth. It just wasn't, again, where I expected it, releasing expectations. Um, so that was really cool when I was kind of looking at that and I was like, wow, like the community is growing and that fills my heart up so much. But it also was like really interesting to look back over a year and to see like which parts were actually growing. Um, so that's been really cool. And it's just one of those things where it's like I really just kind of opened up and welcomed in like growth, but I didn't really specify. And so, you know, I think that then the universe gave me growth, but wasn't necessarily like, you know, super like specific or what I had in mind. And like, that's absolutely okay. So, so that was that one. And the last one, as I said, five more years of doing this. So TBD, we still have four more years to see if I do okay on that one. Um, but yeah, that's kind of in terms, I, you know, I feel pretty good looking over this list. I feel pretty good at at giving these things that I was welcoming in like a, you know, a good, a good shot and a lot of learning over the last year for sure. So then six, since it's the sixth birthday, six lessons that I learned this year are six things that I've been thinking of this year. Um, the first is your worth and your value. And these are in no particular order, just what came to my mind first, but your worth or your value is not tied to an outcome. I think this is more of like the business owner, like entrepreneur, like kind of like go-getter side of me. Over the last year, again, with kind of this releasing expectations is I've also been trying to release my tether to outcomes. So this is really like, I think it's so easy to sometimes look at results or like quantifiable data, like things that you can count and be like, wow, this community grew on average by, you know, this many listeners this year and like, or every month, you know, these episodes grew by this much. And looking at like data, which all of that I think is great and really useful and it can be very motivating, but also I think recognizing that there's natural ebbs and flows of everything and all you can really do is just do your best which that sounds like cliche. I can hear it even, you know, kind of my mouth is like, just do your best. It sounds like, you know, the mom in me where I'm like, that's okay, pork chop, just, you know, do your best. But really just doing your best and not allowing an outcome or like a quantifiable thing to be how you measure your worth. And so to say like, you know, oh, I, you know, my book you know, peaked at this number on the Amazon charts or whatever. And whether it, you know, is number one on the charts or it's number one million on the charts, learning how to separate that, that's still a project that I'm incredibly proud of and that I genuinely did my best and felt really good about putting out into the world, regardless of the actual outcome, like that has nothing to do with like, who I am as a person, my worth, my, you know, personal self-esteem and those things. And I've really been trying to, 
wrap my head around this idea of like a lot of the really great things in life, like the really beautiful things in life, they're not like quantifiable data. Like I can't say, oh, this year I increased my ability to be present with my children 5% over last year. Like I can't quantify that, but it's something that I can like feel in my heart and to know that like it's really not useful to tie your personal well-being to specific outcomes of things because sometimes like the outcome doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you there's different factors and this is just something I've been thinking of thinking a lot about is for my own well-being, I think I've gotten better at it over the years. But I think this last year, really, again, as I worked on releasing expectations, I found that it went with this, like, realization that for a long time I was, you know, putting my worth and tying it to outcomes or, you know, numbers or productivity or things that I could, like, measure and truly, like, it has nothing to do with me. Whether something is a huge success or a total flop or everything in between, like that doesn't impact my personal value, like as a person. And learning how to separate those things was something that I worked on this year and that I want to continue to work on. So that's been on my mind a lot. And I don't know. Hopefully that makes sense because sometimes these things where it's more like just stream of consciousness and like I can think about them so clearly in my own life, but then when you try to like articulate it, um, you know, like, I don't even know if that makes sense. But that was a big learning for me this year. Number two is that there is always a way to figure it out. Um, I learned this every year. I, I'm positive this is a repeat. I learned this every year. But I feel like this year in particular, so much was new. So much was changing. There was a lot of unknown. And for me, it's really easy to sometimes get, like, frozen or paralyzed, like, of, like, where to just, like, get started or... You know, I can put off a project if I'm just like, oh, you know, you just have to kind of like get the ball rolling all on it and you don't do that first like initial step. But every year, every single year I get reminded and I can learn and continue to learn that everything, there's always a way to figure it out. I did this with writing a book when I kind of first started this conversation with my publisher about turning Mindful Minutes into books. Um there's a lot of fear around that of like, can I do this? Like, I don't know. I've never written a book before. Or like when I wanted to create my meditation deck, like I really wanted to do it. I was like, but I don't know how to like create or like self-print and publish like a meditation deck. Like even this huge fear of like, how am I ever going to manage two kids at once? Like one kid feels so like chaotic pork chop. We just, we love him to death, but he's like sometimes just like a little wolverine wrapped up in a tornado. And so it's like, how would I, how am I going to manage like two kids at once? And there's just been so many unknowns, so many changes, so much new that time and time again, I have always had to remind myself that even if I've never done it before, even if it's going to be really hard, one of my biggest challenges, there's always a way to figure it out. And I always find so much satisfaction in figuring something out. Like even if it's Googling something, watching a YouTube tutorial or just being like, you know what, I'm going to figure it out. People have two kids all the time and they figure out how to have two kids. Like there, there's always a way to figure it out. And that was a really big learning. I feel like a lot of the projects that I did this year were new. And 
there and they were steep learning curves, absolutely. Um, but there's always a way to figure it out. So that was number two. Number three, everything in life has seasons. I don't know what it is about this one because like this idea of things being like cyclical, of living like with seasons, it's not a new thing, but it's just something that's really resonated with me lately, especially like the second half of this of this year and how like everything is a season. I talked about this um, in the fall freeform episode about how, you know, like there's these four different seasons and how different projects, different times of life, different things can be in like different stages or different seasons. The very short version of it is we all need these four different seasons, um, which is the time of birth, which, you know, outside in the world is represented by spring, the time of growth, which is summer, the time of harvest, which is fall, and the time of rest, which is winter. But I've been thinking a lot, not necessarily about like the weather, but thinking a lot about how different stages in my life are different seasons or different projects. There's kind of this like idea of like birth, growth, harvest, rest in many different aspects of my life, in relationships, in work, in my own, you know, personal work and endeavor. And also these different seasons have different combinations of like light and dark. Um, you know, some like summer, it's like it's light all the time. And sometimes in winter, like it's dark. And our life has those different seasons too, those different ebbs and flows of light and dark. And there's been something about embracing this idea. Maybe it's because it's comforting for me to think that in a way everything is like temporary. Or like if I'm in maybe more of a of a winter season right now, more dormant, more rest season, let's say like in you know, like like professionally, like when I'm in maternity leave, right, that's going to be more of in terms of like work, it's going to be in more of that dormant stage, like not, you know, work, hopefully not really working at all, but probably not working very much. And, and that I need that season. And that that's just as important. That's a huge part of the process. And then there will be then a springtime, there will be a rebirth, there will be new, there'll be different. That all of these seasons, all of these elements make up like a cycle of things. Like even in my life, I talked about in the fall freeform episode, like how I feel like stepping into motherhood is kind of like my fall. Like, you know, my childhood was spring and then like my 20s was like my summer. And now my 30s have felt more, a little bit more like kind of the harvest in a way. And like starting this new cycle then like of children, like their start. I'm watching their spring right now. And I just, I've really been embracing that. And I don't know why, but it just, it feels really right to me. It feels really comforting to me. And this is where I've been looking at relationships too, is that sometimes in relationships, you know, you have like the beginning of a relationship. And again, no one started any rumors. This is not me like soft launching a divorce or anything. Because <laughs> I recognize what I'm about to say, like might kind of feel like that, but it's not at all. But I think about relationships like even like work relationships or like other family relationships or friendships where it's like you have kind of that like birth and then you're like having a lot of fun and then there can be like a cooling off period and like kind of a more rest dormant period of that particular relationship. And that's okay and that that's kind of the natural cycle of things but like you can always pick things back up or maybe you change and go in different directions but like 
things kind of have this beginning and end and these different stages in between. And just accepting that has brought a lot of comfort into my heart. And it's just something I've really been using for a tool of reflection. So anytime I'm feeling like stuck or feeling resistance in something, I've been reflecting on like, well, what season is that thing in? And sometimes I find that like, maybe I've been in a particular season for too long. Like maybe I've been, you know, in the kind of like summer phase of work for so long, like the, you know, summer, fall phase of work of like do, 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 grow more, 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 that it's time for a winter. It's time for like, you know, maternity leave, focus on something else for a few weeks. Like, you know, that it's just time that I'll notice that I've just been stuck in one season for a little too long. And it's time to transition because we need all of these seasons for like health and longevity. You can't be stuck in one for too long, especially in certain aspects of your life. That, my friends, is the sound of another sale on Shopify. And let me tell you, when I first started podcasting, I was not thinking about an online store at all. I was just excited that I had figured out how to basically create an audio file and get it out into the universe. I wasn't thinking about the possibilities or what things would look like years on down the road. And now that I'm selling books and decks and meditation scripts, I have found that not only is an online store so important, but it is so easy now that I've discovered Shopify. And Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're just starting out or maybe you just hit your millionth sale. Shopify has amazing support to help you along the way, and it helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, and it's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Plus, you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. And like, honestly, the one thing I wish I would have done differently with my online store is just started it sooner. And Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And the reason is, is because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. So you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. If I could go back and do one thing differently when I was starting this podcast, I would have set up my online store right away because as this podcast began to grow and I had dreams of different products, the things that really held me back from starting that was like not knowing how to set up an online store, which is why I'm really excited to tell you about Shopify because Shopify makes this so easy and you do not have to be stuck in the how the heck do I have an online store stage like I was for years. And Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're just starting or maybe you're about to make your one millionth sale. And you can sell anything. It could be meditation deck. It could be artisanal candles. Maybe you make dog bandanas. Whatever it is, Shopify has got you covered. Plus, it helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which is amazing. Had Shopify existed when I started this podcast, it would have made my life so much easier. I wouldn't have been stuck and like frozen and not knowing how to start up an online store, which took me years to do because I just... 
I didn't know about Shopify yet. But thankfully, you can learn from my mistake and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. So then the fourth thing is that there's no perfect time for anything. And sometimes if it's not a hard no, then it might just be a yes in disguise. So Again, this year for me at least has been one really of a lot of change, um, a lot of new, and I feel like I leaned into a lot of fear this year, a lot of unknown. And there are a lot of times where I found myself feeling resistance or hesitation towards something. And it wasn't the like um, like hard no feeling. I do think that anytime your gut is like, that is a no, do not do it. You need to honor and listen to that. But I think sometimes when we pause and we hesitate, Something that I did more of this year that served me well was I kind of looked at that hesitation a little bit deeper. So what I do is when I had a hesitation, so for example, the book and, you know, looking at like or even like my meditation deck or something, when I would have a hesitation to actually doing the thing, I would kind of pause and ask myself, what is the hesitation? Is it is it? you know, my gut saying, no, this isn't the right time or it's not a good time or not a good idea or whatever. Is it a gut reaction? And if it wasn't a gut reaction, then I would dig a little bit deeper and be like, what's the hesitation here? Is it fear that I can't do it? Is it a fear of failure? Is it a worry that I'm not like good enough to do this? I'm not deserving of it. Is it I'm feeling tired and I I don't want to put more on my plate? Like, I really felt like in moments of hesitation, I guess falling back on like one of the basic principles of like mindfulness and meditation is just like pause button, take a deep breath, and then dig a little bit deeper and just objective observer. What's the real hesitation here? And time and time again was that my hesitation often wasn't, it was it was something else. It wasn't a no per se. It was maybe me just being like, well, I don't know. It's, it's not ideal. Like I want to do this, but it's not, you know, it definitely wouldn't be the perfect time to do this. And there is no perfect time to do things. Of course, there's better times than others, but learning how to question my hesitation, again, always trust your gut. Hesitation is totally different than like you're always trust your gut. Always, 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 always. But when I'm like, oh, I don't know, or like I feel that kind of like conflict being like pulled in two different directions, digging a little bit deeper and asking myself, what's the hesitation here? I found really helped to gain clarity and to see where I was actually struggling and not like just being kind of stuck in this like, I don't know what to do. So that was one that kind of an unexpected one that came up as I was reflecting is that like there's never a perfect time but sometimes like a hesitation doesn't necessarily mean no it just means dig a little bit deeper so you can get some more information before you make an answer or make a decision number five this one I imagine is a repeat too is or a reiteration of something but I I can't stress this one enough is that small daily steps can lead to huge progress over time And you've heard me describe like projects or building a business or running a podcast is kind of like building a house. Like you have to start with the foundation and then you show up every day and you lay bricks. And that's not necessarily like the sexiest answer for things, right? You Maybe when you're building your house, you want to start with like interior design or like, you know, I don't know, the 
big master bathtub you're going to put in. I don't know. But really, you just have to show up, especially when you're starting something new every single day, put in the hard work and like lay those bricks. And I have found that like tracking the small steps can be so motivating and useful on the days where you show up and you're like, I am tired of laying bricks. I do not want to show up and lay another stinking brick. But when you keep track of like how much you have done. So for example, you guys know I love a good spreadsheet around here. Since the beginning of Mindful in Minutes, I have kept a spreadsheet where I just make note of like how many downloads the podcast had that week. And it was a way at first to kind of look at, you know, and be like, what types of meditations like are resonating with people and not so much. And I now have six years worth of data. And there's absolutely times, not that I am not so grateful for this podcast every single day I am. But even when you're living your dream and you're doing something that you love, you still sometimes show up to work and you're tired or you think like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's, wouldn't it be easy if I just had a a regular job and when I went on maternity leave, like there's like someone else that would take over my work and then, you know, I could come back versus like when you work for yourself, that just means like doing more work ahead of time. Like there's still these little things where it's like, Some days you show up and you're like, I feel really tired and I don't know if I want to lay more bricks. On those days, looking back at all of the small steps, I have found to be so useful. Like every week, maybe there's just a few more people that listen, a few more people that listen, like a few more people that listen to this meditation every week. And it feels like the dial's barely turning. But then when you do that and you keep track of your little small steps for something like six years later and then you look and you're like oh my gosh like all of those little steps all of those bricks that just you know I keep showing up every day and laying bricks like look at how much it has changed over time and it really just it's mind-blowing like if you again like sometimes your you know future or present self you like want to go back and talk to your past self but like if I right now could like rewind the clock six years and be like, Kelly, listen, six years from now, not only are you still going to be doing mindful minutes, but you're also going to do like mindful minutes retreats. Like it's going to be, you know, a book. It's going like all the things I never would have believed you because I would have looked at the here and the now and been like, how could that be possible? Like, you know, look at this. There's like 10 people listening to your podcast. And, and I just like, I don't know. Every year, every year it gets me that it's like you just show up every day and you lay those bricks and like little small things that feel insignificant now over time, like persistence does pay off. And I'm just reminded of that every single year. And it's something that I've held on to in podcasting and business. Also like motherhood relationships, all of that is that sometimes you just have to show up and keep laying bricks. Um, So, yeah. So there's that one. The sixth and final thing that I've thought a lot about this year is just how much podcasting has changed in the last six years. Like I joke that this podcast is basically like geriatric now because it's six years old, but podcasting was a completely different like planet when I started. The hardest part about podcasting, there are two things when I started in 2017. The first was just getting people to understand what a podcast was and how to listen to it and then the second was like the tech element is way harder like 
I didn't have tools like I do now where you can just go to like Anchor and like literally start a podcast in like a day. When I first started my show, it took me like three or four days just to get my show like approved and like make it work with like Apple Podcasts. It was so much clunkier back then to like actually like the back end logistics of a podcast six years ago was so clunky. It like was all of these like websites. I feel like that looked like they were like a bajillion years old. And it really was just kind of like trial and error. And now it's just so different. Like I feel like I don't necessarily like I'm definitely not in I don't know in like the I'm not up with the times when it comes to podcasting, but also I'm kind of fine with that. Like I, even though I do feel a little like, like a geriatric podcaster and like so many people are starting podcasts now, like it's growing by the minute and the tools are so much better. It's like this whole big like industry now podcasting. And I'm just finding so much joy and just like doing my little thing in this little corner of the internet and just like chugging along and writing my meditations, and recording them, and putting them out there, and it just brings me so much joy, (laughs) and, but I do stop and think sometimes of just, like, how different it is, or, like, people will ask me, they're like, if you were starting a podcast today, what would you do differently, and it's so hard for me to answer that question, because when I, it was just truly a completely different thing when I started six years ago versus now. I wouldn't even know where to start now, because, It's just like, I don't know, it's so, so different. And that just like blows my mind. So that's something I've been thinking about a lot too, is how much just like a certain space, like when you get into it, not that I was like by any means like the first podcaster, but when you get into something before like a big boom in it, like how different it is. And I feel like I've watched the transformation of podcasting as a whole, like transform in front of my eyes. Um, And here I am still just sitting in a little closet making these things. And bring me so much joy and I'm I'm not going to stop. But it, it really is kind of mind-blowing. So then things that I am welcoming. So six dreams that I'm welcoming for the next year. Hopefully, if the universe is kind to me, we will be here again in a year. And I can kind of give myself feedback on how I did. Um, but the first thing that I want to do is I want to welcome simplicity and ease into my life without necessarily having to... Um, like have less abundance. So what I mean by that is I really want to just let things be a little bit easier. So I want things to be a little bit more simple. Um, I, you know, this coming year, I want to, like, I'll definitely be doing some new things. You guys know, like at the beginning of the year, I have a really big project coming out around meditation and anxiety, which you'll hear about a little bit later this fall and winter. And so I have like that big project, but I did this past year was so much new and change and like figuring out and releasing expectations and all of that, that now this year I'm really into like, if last year was like a a summer season, this is going to be more of like this year, a fall season where it's like, I just kind of enjoy the fruits of my labor or like enjoy my harvest And just letting, being okay with like letting things just be kind of like simple and like welcoming just ease into things and like looking like where am I making it harder for myself than I need to be. So really just welcoming in simplicity and ease into my life, but not necessarily 
sacrificing abundance for that. So like how can I keep things where they're at but just make it a little bit more simple and a little bit easier? That's kind of what I'm craving for this year. I'm spending more time being present with my family. I think that like when Porkchop was born, we were a completely different headspace. Like, you know, that was like almost three years ago. And just different, you know, we were still like single income and, um, you know, figuring out like we were just me personally and like in my family, we were in a completely different space than we are now. And so I feel like a lot of the beginning of Pork Chop's life is like such a blur. And I want to just be a little bit more present with my family, especially as I, you know, kind of integrate and we go from one child to two, like, you know, I want to just make sure that I'm holding space for that in my heart. Um, I want to return to my study of meditation. So I feel like I've been doing a lot of meditation, like application, but I want to do just like some personal learning for me. And like, whether it's like take a course or pick up a few, you know, more books than I usually would and just enjoy like being a student again is something that that I'm welcoming in. And then traveling just for me. So I used to solo travel so much, like all the time. And um, I haven't done, I haven't done any travel that wasn't either family related or work related in a very, very long time, like, like years. And so I would like to welcome in at least one little trip just for me, maybe like a girl's weekend, anything, like just a little travel, a little solo travel just for me, not family, not a family trip, not a work trip. I haven't done that in a long time. And that came up for me when I was thinking about what I'm welcoming in. And then I want to continue to grow mindful minutes even more. I'm welcoming in more growth, but again, like in that simplicity and ease. So like I want even more people to hear these meditations, like the, the people who need it, the people that are looking for it. Like I want this to be readily available and easily accessible and like I want it to fall into their laps and like that's the kind of growth that I'm that I'm looking for is like just more beautiful people in this community so of course you guys can always help with that with your reviews and sharing and you know all of that but I also just am kind of putting it out into the universe that it's like my intention every time I hit publish is that it reaches the people that need it and I just want to continue to do that um and like just reach even more people because I really do think that like meditation and mindfulness is something that's changed my life so much. It's really softened my heart. It's really made my life better. And I want to continue to share that with others in the hopes that maybe it'll make their lives better too. And then the final thing that I'm welcoming in this year is making more decisions based on my own happiness and less on what people want or expect. So I think just continuing to tap into my true self, asking myself, like just making decisions based on like my happiness, not in a selfish way, but just in a way of kind of asking myself, is this what I want? Is this what's going to make my heart happy? Or am I feeling like this is what people want of me? And really releasing a lot of the, this is what people want of me and embracing the, this is what I want for me. And um, just making more decisions based on my own happiness is something that I'm welcoming in this year. So that is that. Those are how I did over the year, what I've learned, what I'm looking forward to, what I'm welcoming in. Thank you so much for being here for, I just, I, it's mind blowing every time I say it, for six years. 
And I'm just so grateful that you're here. I cannot tell you enough. No, like I wish I could just give all of you like a big hug and like write you a thank you card for being here with me on this journey and being a part of this beautiful community. And I just appreciate you so much. So thank you for being here. I hope you're having a beautiful day. And I will see you on Sunday for a meditation.